Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, Calvary Bible, welcome back to another episode of Pastoral Touchpoints. We had a week off because I was in... Oh, it's, it's oh not pastoral touch points. Shoot. It's beyond Sunday. Shoot. Listen, the whole reason why we're doing this is so that beyond Sunday, our folks might be able to put into practice uh, Psalm 57. Listen, it's, just, it's beyond Sunday. I just want to clarify. <laughs> I like the pastoral touch points too. I, uh, Cut. Rich and Jonathan did great. Yeah, add those to the bloopers. Dang, man. It just rolls off the tongue so it does. nice. It does. So does Beyond Sunday, by the way. And the theme song's coming back. Good, good times. All right, Beyond Sunday, that is where we are. But we did we did have a week off. Uh, speaking of uh, pastoral touch points, though, I heard rumors that there's a parishioner touch point episode coming back. Mm-hmm. Season two, episode one. Um, so just that's the rumor anyway. Um, we'll see. And if it gets videoed and recorded, I'm sure the guys will put that on YouTube and let everyone in the church and the world know that they're doing it. So anyway, that should be fun to look forward to. But yeah, we were out last week in Missouri, had a great time with the prize uh, there at CEF. And, you know, I don't know if I mentioned it on Sunday, but just a highlight for me was to connect with the prize. And I think it's been a really neat thing to do in these missions trips over the years, just to be with our missionaries come alongside them. And we really didn't, I mean, I can't help Fred out. No one on our team could help Fred out with what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's clearly being used by God out there. And and I think they were definitely encouraged by having the team out. So, so that was good. And I think a lot of you saw the rack of ribs that I got. Now, confession, I gave my girls three of them. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's, a, you know, an offense or anything like that, breaking a rule. I gave each of my girls, one of the little ribs, they like their ribs, I'm trying to train them up well and um, polish that thing off. And everyone seemed like that was a feat, but I don't know. Could you eat? You couldn't eat a whole rack of ribs in the morning. Just, could. In the morning, you probably in the morning could. for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good old breakfast right yeah. there. I'd go for that. Yeah. Some ribs. All right. Make note. All right. Um, so here we go. Psalm 57. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Last week, like I said, we had off, um, and Psalm 56, actually no questions came in. And so we're just going to skip over that one and just jump right into Psalm 57 here today. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we had to sum up the sermon in a sentence or try and recap what it was, I mean, the points here that you laid out for us are asking God for a huge favor, and then the line that was repeated, which is desiring God's influence to expand. Let me read that one because we sung it too. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 5 and verse 11. Mm-hmm. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over the earth. And you really liked that as a, would you? how do you say it? Like the, one of the most important prayers or wishes in the Bible? Yeah. I can't think of any other requests I can't think of any other part of the Christian life that doesn't come under that. So we did spend some time on that. It's listed twice there. So it is functioning as a chorus. And I think that uh, one of the things that we would want to do is make sure that we are praying that prayer regularly. It should be our desire, our prayer wish as well, just following his example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, I want to touch on that towards the end, um, just 
how often are we praying that that kind of a prayer mm-hmm. uh, the things that distract us from it um so yeah the psalm to i think if i was going to sum up the sermon in a sentence it would be it would it would be that mm-hmm. verse 5 and verse 11 just um uh the people of god desiring god desiring for him to be exalted in our lives in the world around us and uh, expressing that to him and uh, one of the first things I want to touch on here is actually a comment came in about the the preface to these mm-hmm. psalms and so we're in this section of the psalms where they're starting to come out a little bit more regularly mm-hmm. um, and so the comment was uh, in this person's mm-hmm. NIV Bible mm-hmm. uh, it says it's to the tune of do not destroy and I think it was Psalm 56 uh, or 55, a dove on distant oaks. Um, and so you've mentioned that a couple of times on Sundays, how we really don't know why that's there or what it's doing, and we don't want to make too much of it. Um, but what do you think? Like, if for me, um, I think it was interesting just to think about and be reminded that these Psalms are God's Word. And sometimes God's Word can be an intimidating thing because it's this ethereal piece of literature. Like it's, it can't be grasped and it's beyond me. Um, But I think to be reminded that these Psalms had instruments that went to them, they were written by someone in a context and maybe they were to the tune of another song or whatever these things are doing for us, you know, to the choir master. For me, at least it, it, it helps bring the scriptures down to like an earthly level and remind me that they, the author is both divine and human. And when I remember that there's a human element to it, I remember, okay, like that's something that I can relate to and grasp. And so I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but that was just a good reminder to me that these, these scriptures, while they are God-breathed, they're also, there also is a human element in them, and it's a good thing because I'm a human. Yeah, one of the best things we could probably do is just remember they're designed to be sung. So, you know, these titles and, you know, the comment about, is it a tune? Is it a, you know, some kind of musical note? We we have no idea. Uh, more than likely, we won't know until some type of archaeological find uh, shows up, literally is unearthed. Uh, that happens a lot. So, but one of the things you can do uh, this week is just think about how important it is to sing these psalms, especially verses 5 and 11. So that chorus, you know, be exalted, O God, above the heavens, you know, let your glory uh, be known through all the earth. I think when you talk about God bringing the scriptures down to us, in this case, it is uh, extremely human because you have professional singers and, and musicians who are mm-hmm. creating this for the church for the people of God to be sung. So, uh, you know, I would just ask you to consider how your relationship with God is affected if you actually sing this little chorus in the morning. And we might talk about that in a minute, you said. So Mm -hmm. I just think that's a critical, I mean, just think about the genuineness of singing that chorus. We did it together in the faith family um, on Monday, um, on Sunday, uh, I think it was the very first song of of the morning. Yeah. Uh, when we did it a cappella, so I just know that throughout the week, 
singing that to the Lord will certainly put you in uh, the right frame of mind for your whole day and how you are going to fit into that exaltation process. I think yeah. that was the key, actually. Just that's why the the song is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Where do a, we fit in? Yeah, and well, it's another one of these psalms where the psalmist is in a difficult time, you know, and he's in the I don't know a storm, and we want to pray this prayer or sing this song. In, in that context, yeah, in the midst of the storm, it's a good point. Um, so, a couple of couple of questions that I have just to kind of tease out: mm -hmm. what's this What's this look like for us, and how should we be changing as a result of the sermon on Sunday? And you brought up a quote from James Emery White, mm -hmm. which you were saying just essentially is uh, pointing out the spiritual narcissism of our day, and that's. Uh, that's interesting because uh, in the student ministry, I remember going back 15 years now, Very actually I might have been an intern at the time, um, I was reading a book, uh, not, it wasn't a Christian book, it was just a, a book on religion in America, and um, it was talking about the um, moralistic therapeutic deism mm -hmm. of this generation that I was you know, diving into. And this idea, and I think the narcissism is similar, where the moralistic therapeutic deism was this generation just simply wanted to do the right thing, you know, be good, and it made them feel good. Mm -hmm. And then their view of God was very low and mm -hmm. distant and kind of, you know, almost cut off. Uh, like he was just, and that's the deism part, like he's just out there and disconnected. Um, and so the spiritual narcissism, I think was was similar to that, or at least it, it smacked of a similar tone where it's people are coming to church for themselves, and that is a that's not our purpose. And that was right, isn't that the request in the psalm? Uh, I cry out to God most high, verse two, to God who fulfills his purpose uh for me, and and that purpose is not for me to feel better about myself. Uh but that's that's kind of the, I don't know, I would say it's kind of one of the underlying currents and subtle currents that people don't even realize. And it's, I'm sure it's affecting me in a way that I don't even recognize. And so um, I don't know if you've given that much thought, but are you, what would you say are some ways that that fleshes itself out? Maybe something that someone might say and that would reveal it to someone who's really paying attention. Uh, yeah, the first thing I would say is just think about the mindset that you have when you come to church. Uh, even though we're talking about beyond Sunday, the exaltation of God or uh, making him look good, glorifying him in your personal life, if that's happening through the week, that now gets carried over into the worship service. Mm -hmm. The quote from White was simply, you know, we're all seeing, uh, we're all seeing this. We hear the comments, we see them on social media. Mm-hmm. The, the air that we breathe, again, we talk about that, that is filled with this thought of I'm focused on myself rather than on I'm coming to church to exalt God with yeah. this congregation. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, you know, what does it look like? Uh, first thing I would do is just say, uh, you know, this week, just ask yourself, are you focused on uh, making God look good in your personal life and all of your activities and all of your interaction. And then can that spill over into the worship service where mm -hmm. you're joining people like you 
who are also there for just one purpose, and that is, God, we want you to be glorified today in, in the way in which we participate. What are we, what are we doing for him? What are we giving to him as opposed to what White was talking about was just the attitude of, you know, this is all focused on me. Am I mm -hmm. learning something? Do I feel good because of that particular song or that, you know, that's just this backward, theologically backward. Yeah. And so how, how do you balance that out where, like, I think if someone, if someone comes to church and says, you know, I'm just not being fed, mm -hmm. um, is that a me focused? And is that, I mean, should they not be fed from a sermon or it, yeah you know what i mean yeah i do but it can it i mean it can be legitimate if if they're actually not being fed the problem with us in america remember is we've got umpteen options and so now it's a matter mm -hmm. of it's very easy to slide into i'm not being fed the way i would like to be or the way i think I should be because I'm comparing now this meal with, you know, that, that yeah. meal, that let's use the ribs. Uh -huh. I mean, take that meal yep, and compare good. that with another meal. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I won't. <laughs> My wife's a great cook. I know. All I'm of her sure, meals I'm are right there. And that's a good thing to say that, mm -hmm. but compare the True. meals and you can easily see how, uh, you know, an American in church with all these options can very, very easily move into, uh, you know, this is about me. Mm -hmm. I need to be fed a certain a, a certain way, and so that's that's the danger. Yeah, I think that's a really that's probably a good distinction between are you actually being fed or are you being fed in a way that you prefer? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my attitude. I I rarely get to hear other sermons, but but when I do, the question is, am I am I there to worship mm -hmm. or am I there to critique? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a preaching professor for uh, for all these years, but yeah. I want to go to church to worship God, not to critique the uh, the, the, the preacher. Yep. So, so much of it has to do with, am I there to glorify God? And by the way, my home, my heart attitude in listening to that sermon is going to determine whether or not I glorify him. In, in other words, am I yep. teachable in that moment? Am I looking at the word of God uh, from a perspective of, God, I need to know you today, and I want you to have my heart today. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, it's really good. I, I mean, I just wrote down on Sunday morning, I wrote, it's not about me, me being fed, me being moved, me being cared for. It's about God being worshipped and magnified. Well, can I just say one other thing? Remember in that quote, though, there, it was always the contrast of, instead of me, what did I get out of it? How am I contributing to your life, for instance, during the time? In other words, that that quote was focused on rather than the spiritual narcissism that's always focused on me. Mm -hmm. I need to be active in the worship uh, and in the local church because of how I am using my God-given abilities to build that body, which is the reason why I brought that quote into, into, into play is because yeah. of the purpose of God that's being completed in us or being fulfilled in us has to be ultimately connected to how we contribute to building the body of Christ, which is a reflection on him. So in order for him to look good, in order for, to exalt him, mm -hmm. you and I have to be active in building that body. So again, beyond Sunday, just remember that what we're dealing with is we're dealing with all of us having a part to play. And it's more than just coming to church. It's investing in the people that we are worshiping with using the Spirit of God's, uh, those gifts from the Spirit 
to build the body up. Mm -hmm. So it's more than me, it's us. And what yeah. am I doing uh, yep. to, to, to reach out? Mm -hmm. and, and you, you brought up the first Corinthians, uh, I think it's, was it 12? Yeah. Just yeah, brief passage. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, it definitely. Yeah. One body, many members. Yeah. And the question is always, where do we fit? By, uh, by the way, let me just say quickly, anybody struggling with where you fit, remember, uh, remember from past studies, you can just pick two options, the teaching or the serving. The speaking or yeah. the serving. Mm -hmm. Remember, there's only two. I think it's in Second Peter. I think yeah, so. Just probably. just pick yep. two. You got a fifty-fifty shot at getting it right. Yep. Pick one, mm -hmm. and then you know possibly you'll find your way to effective service. Yeah. Or yeah. speaking. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's really that's really helpful. All right. So to wrap that kind of thought up, mm -hmm. the the way that we prepare ourselves for a Sunday should not be, you know me focused it's about worshiping god and fulfilling his purpose in that like how am i going to how am i going to glorify god and we do that by building up the body we do that by being teachable open ears to hear mm -hmm. uh we're active coming to glorification okay good yeah. active participation yeah. um, i'm here to give yeah i'm just trying to think you know that it, it probably i mean since Jason's been here, he's picked all of my favorite songs. Wow. You know, every single You're one. Fortunate. He's not missed one. You know, but that that would probably be a way. I'm joking. Sorry, Jason. Um, you maybe missed one. But <laughs> like that might be a way that it creeps into my own mind or heart where I think, I don't know, like, that wasn't my favorite song. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, that's that's not a good thought. No. Or at least I need to curb. I mean, yeah. is it the truth? Sure, it's the truth. But I, I don't want to be... I can't let that affect my worship. Mm -mm. I can, I should be able to worship as I'm, long as the song's a, a God glorifying song. I'm, I'm singing this song to the glory of God. What does that mean? That means mm -hmm. I am sincerely believing those words, wanting to say this to God. That's what it means. That's, uh, that's part of the exaltation. Yeah. Regardless of the song. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoyed singing acapella. That was good. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I was yeah. mildly skeptical. They sound, I mean, the folks sound great with, with so many visitors that day. It's a little bit different because actually, uh, you know, usually uh, the <laughs> gathering of our own folks is stronger than when we have multiple visitors. So you could, you could hear it a little bit, but it was, it was good. It was a yeah. good exercise in glorifying God. I thought so too. Yeah. All right. So my second, and I think last question, unless I, you know, mm -hmm. just have some crazy thoughts I mm -hmm. want to follow up yeah. uh, would be uh, towards the end. So if this is a prayer and I said early on that I wanted to get back to it, um, how often are we praying this prayer and are we praying this in the morning? And and you said something um, about what do, what do we think about when we wake up? Mm -hmm. Where does our mind go? And I forget where, oh, no, 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 it was on uh it was on a documentary about social media. Um, oh, man, some of you guys are going to know it. I'm just drawing a blank in the moment. But it was about social media's presence in our life. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one guy said, you know, you wake up and you do one of two things. It's like you grab your phone or you go to the bathroom. And sometimes you do both. both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, like, we have so many things to just distract us, to, to numb our minds, um, and what's that, what's that series called, um, that is the, 
you know, first century Jesus that you've been watching. I've oh, watched the a few episodes. The Chosen. The Chosen. Yeah. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. watching an episode there and I've, it's been really good. I've enjoyed that mm -hmm. by the way, mm -hmm. but he's so excellent. But I remember seeing Jesus, you know, sleeping or laying down and he's reciting the Lord's prayer. And I just thought it, there's such a simplicity to his life that we don't have right now. Not that it's not available to us, but oh, it seems so far-fetched. Do you know what I mean? There's so many things going on. And that, you know, little device we call a smartphone is one of them. And so I, I try and keep my distance. But for me, like, I don't know what, do you get distracted by anything in the morning? Or are you like, you're just, I, you wake up. Honestly, I am not, I don't wake up in the morning with my mind spinning on uh, the day. Mm -hmm. And I've, I have tried so hard to practice the discipline of speaking to the Lord quickly. Yeah. And so, you know, on Sunday, I did talk about the Lord's prayer, that disciple's prayer in mm -hmm. connection with the fact that the Lord is already exalted, but we're praying this anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, because on earth right now, it's not as it is in heaven, but that's what we're praying. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think those that early morning prayer is critical. So just imagine now if you uh, sang that little chorus mm -hmm. in verse five and verse 11. So th it is critical for us to develop the discipline of getting up in the morning and saying, I think out loud, consciously, God, I want you to be looking like God today. Yeah. I want you to be God today for me. Uh, if you do that, that that sets this that that sets your trajectory for for faith and, and obedience throughout. You know, so mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't think of anything more important in the morning than to sing that chorus, yeah. or or recite that prayer mm -hmm. because that prayer that the Lord taught us to pray includes that very thing. We want His will to be done today, which gets back to you know throughout this week. You know, just keep just keep thinking about how God looks uh, because of your representation and, and mine you know we are the image bearers mm -hmm. so. so are you tempted to be distracted by anything or are you pretty disciplined in that so here's here's my confession here's where i get distracted or i am tempted to be distracted so my mornings i wake up and social media honestly i don't care like sure I don't care. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on in anyone's life because I am not on it. Uh, but I want to know what the Phillies did, mm -hmm. you know, the previous night. Sure. That's important to me. It is. Um, and I also am thinking about a rack of ribs or mm -hmm. my breakfast. Yeah. You know, my, my gut is saying, feed me. I'm ready to eat in the morning. And I'm curious what the Phillies did last night. Mm -hmm. But knowing that, I will say, though, that practicing that morning prayer has been good and it's not something i'm you know you know batting a thousand on to go back to my baseball mm -hmm. i'm not doing it every day but it's been pretty consistent and that's something probably in the last couple of years that's been growing and been good for me mm -hmm. and one of my courses at um at lbc capital was mm -hmm. about um just spiritual disciplines mm -hmm. and um and so to be able to start off and have like a, a routine in the morning to mm -hmm. you know sit up in my bed, put my feet on the ground and pray has been a good thing. And I think probably in some of my better moments, I'm able to think through the day 
just in a matter of 30 seconds and mm-hmm. think, what's what's coming today? What are some areas that I'm going to be mm-hmm. tempted in? What are some areas that are going to push me or press me? Mm-hmm. And how can I do that well in a way that's glorifying to God? Yeah. Pray for wisdom quickly mm-hmm. for what that whatever that might be. Sure. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's, but I think to add this prayer to that, just that simple wish to be exalted, oh God, uh, among the nations in my life, uh, just through the day mm-hmm. is a good thing to be praying. So I do think the best thing that you can do to exalt him is first thing in the morning, practice praise, just practice praising him songs of praise, however you do it, but you mm-hmm. practice praising him in the morning first thing. Mm-hmm. And it is different from, it's even different for, uh, from running to him quickly mm-hmm. in crisis. I mean, if, if you can start with gratitude and thanksgiving and praise to him, uh, that's, that's one of those uh, exaltation uh, things that he never tires of. And that's yeah. the negative. He always hears that well. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah. it starts your day off. It does. In a, in a godly-minded way. Yeah. God-minded way. Yeah. And some Sundays I'll try and my mornings are a little slower on Sundays. Mm. And so I'll try and listen to a couple worship songs, you know, while I'm outside with the dog and something like that. And that that's helpful just to focus my mind. Yeah. I just want to say, too, I mean, if you're really serious about this exaltation, uh, you know, glorifying God, one of the best things you can do is is just watch carefully about where your mind goes the first thing in the morning when you wake up. Just watch that pattern. You'll see mm. patterns develop. If you're intentional about that, what you'll discover is you'll discover those uh, those places where faith is being stretched, and you uh, be amazed at what you learn about yourself if you catch yourself first mm-hmm. thing. Where does my mind go? Ask yourself then why does it go there, and then I think that's a, a great opportunity to adjust and uh, maybe helpful. Are you saying baseball is maybe a little too important to me? I wouldn't say that publicly. Okay. Maybe after we're off the air. It's good though. It's a good thing to observe. Uh, and so yeah. that's helpful. All right. Thanks, Randy. Thank you. All right. See you all. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.